married only in New York. Welcome to Only in New York. I'm Tracy Carnazzo. I'm Andrea Allen. And I'm Chemda, and our guest today has been on absolutely everything from As the World Turns to Comedy Central with one of the highest-rated half-hour special. He's got a special out this month on all things comedy. Please welcome our guest, DC Benny. Hey, guys. Oh, my God. Thank you so much for being here. This is like, I'll tell you this, this is like kind of... um, I don't know, even just doing the podcast and having like all these guests is like kind of a dream. And then when you have a guest that you've been watching your whole life, it's just the coolest. Uh, yeah, that's, that's that's very sweet, but it's great to be here. No, it's guys. it's. I mean it though. Like when I was younger, I remember just like. I mean, I know that you guys are shocked, but I was like really into stand up comedy, and what? <laughs> yeah, and I would be always like constantly watching comedy specials and you know when i started comedy you know you you meet the people that you were watching on tv yeah so weird because in comedy everyone's kind of very accessible to each other Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know you're working with open micers and then like the next day you're working with the guy whose comedy special you're (laughs) you're watching and i just remember your special so clearly like i i watched it when it came out what was it about in 2004 Probably, yeah. Back and in- I just, I remember, I remember the set design, like, and I remember it just so clearly because I remember saying, like, DC Benny, I wonder what his first name is. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just the coolest thing. And then, you know, when, when, you know, when I met you and everything, it was like, oh, wow, this is like a guy I've been watching on TV. This is very cool. So thank you so much for doing the podcast. We're Did really happy to, to have you. the hype when you met him, Tracy? Totally lived up to the hype. <laughs> I had... I had such a uh, humbling comedy moment. So I've been going out and doing these outdoor shows here and there. Yeah. It's difficult to stomach screaming in a park to people yeah. who don't care about what you're saying. But, you know, the thirst is real. Um, and I did an open mic on a rooftop and you had to climb like a weird shaky ladder. Fine. Fine. Yeah, and every time I'm like, what are we, what am I doing? <laughs> and I get up there and it's it's a bunch of, you know, open micers. And then there's Eric Birdstrom sitting there. And I'm like, oh, Eric Birdstrom from Colbert. And him and I are both sitting on this. Right. You climb, you climb the same ladder. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, shouldn't there be some sort of. That's Way how you know you made it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, does the humiliation ever stop? And I don't think that it does. Not I maybe. No, no. it doesn't. The roof yeah. is there, and then if you have a bad set, you just jump off, and then yeah. you, you know you're finished. I'm telling you, about it. I'm telling you, I ran my own face into a jutted out piece of roof, um, and gave oh. myself a black eye. So that's how you got the black eye. Yes, <laughs> from a rooftop comedy party. Yes, wow. party party. I'm sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> from a rooftop party. Who was having help. fun? Yeah, no one. <laughs> no Listen, one's I've having been, fun. I've been stuck in this closet. A rooftop like punch in the face sounds good right now. <laughs> it was exciting. It was definitely exciting. You know, you got to get that that dopamine rush somehow. So yeah. oh my god. So DC Benny. Where are you from? You weren't born in New York City, obviously. Where did you come from? Tell us about that. Uh, well, real quick, Washington, D.C. <laughs> oh, my uh, God. from Washington, D.C., hence the name D.C. Benny. When I came to New York early, early 90s, I couldn't get on. I came here to do comedy. I was doing it in D.C., mm-hmm. and uh, uh, I couldn't get on anywhere. And so I started um, in any of the mainstream clubs, so I started doing comedy at, at, in the in, on the black circuit and there was the uptown comedy club and the guy who hosted there was a guy named uncle jimmy mack 
And mm. Uncle Jimmy Mack uh, died in the Tracy Morgan accident. But he used, right. he used to give everybody their names. Like you mm. had a you had a name, and he couldn't, especially if he couldn't pronounce your name. My real name is Ben Wartovsky. Nobody mm. could pronounce it. He could never say it. So he's like, he had just named Brooklyn Mike, Brooklyn Mike. So he's right. like, You're from DC. <laughs> You're Benny. You're DC Benny, and it, that's how that name that's very creative yeah, yeah. very creative that's the genesis it. of that <laughs> <laughs> and he created your entire identity just yes, a random guy <laughs> just yeah well, uncle jimmy mac did. <laughs> did did you ever have you ever encountered Smokey suarez on your travels yes. oh yes i have Smokey, oh man uh, he's got the with the mocha lounge or mm-hmm. something yes. yeah yeah. So for listeners uh, in Harlem, there is a place called Mocha Lounge. I don't know if it still survives COVID, but um, primarily black room. And you can go in there as an open micer and they will let you go up. But, you know, if you're not doing well, they're going to let you know promptly. Um, and and then I give you a terrible nickname that will last your entire career. <laughs> exactly. Well, that and- was the uptown. You would get you got to that's. You would go on. They had a New Jack segment up front, yeah, and that was basically the the warming up of the crowd. And you and you would be booed off if they yes. if the crowd did not like you. You get booed off immediately. But if you made it through that, then you could get like regular uh, spots. Yeah, so how'd you I, do? Uh, well, I you know I worked there pretty much every weekend for about two years, and it would be you know I made it through the New Jack uh, segment thing, and then I would. Uh, I basically, I couldn't get on anywhere. I would come every week and the place would be packed. There would be guys who came there specifically to heckle me. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I uh, learned how to deal with hecklers. And, uh, and it was, you know, it was, it was sort of my boot camp. Um, it is boot camp, but, uh, for sure. I imagine Smokey Suarez's room is, is some version oh. of it. I mean, you Smokey know? Suarez blew my fucking mind. I had oh never, God. maybe this was the second year in comedy and he's, he wears all, he, he was wearing all white and a white bucket hat. Um, <laughs> he was just pure fucking charisma and I had no idea how to manage a room whatsoever. So it was just like, I was awestruck by him. Um, he yeah. was incredible. And I went up, uh, bombed. You know what? I was doing okay. And then I got nervous and I just went, do you guys want to see my tits? <laughs> Andrea, that doesn't and sound all, like you. And they're all like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. And it's and, so funny because Andrea has been working there for the last seven years. They have her seven <laughs> nights a week, even when they're not there. Um, and she doesn't do comedy. She's actually just no. a stripper. Yeah. That's, that's where my career took a turn, well, but it was good. so fun. It was a very fun time. Fond memories. <laughs> that sounds very fun. So uh, where did you move when you moved to New York and why did you move to New York? So it was just for comedy. Just for comedy. I, I, uh, it, you know, the guys that I, uh, in DC, there was a really robust comedy scene. There was Chappelle came out of there, Martin sure. Lawrence, uh, Tommy Davidson, you know, Blaine Kapach and Pat Oswald, all these guys came out. Of, so, you know, a couple of those you guys had me at Chappelle. Coast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I got to see him when he was 14. Wow. In DC. That's weird. And, and uh, you know, I was doing it there and I realized you got to get to New York. You got to get to New York. That's where it all is. And uh, I think I moved up around the time when he had done Robin Hood Men in Tights. Oh, such a good movie. Up, you know, and uh, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't, I had a friend here that I knew, you know, just, an old friend of mine and she, she, her mom had a couple buildings and one was in 
Harlem and one was in the Bronx. And she's like, look, you can, uh, <laughs> you can crash. My mom will have a cheap apartment in the building. You can crash. So, so my buddy had driven me up. We go to the Harlem one mm-hmm. and man, this thing was dilapidated. I mean, it was just like, it was fucking torn up. And it, I mean, there was dudes hanging out outside. I see the apartment, the doors busted off the hinges. This guy's like, ah, oh, you moving in? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, what size shoe are you? (laughs) (laughs) My friend's like, you're not moving into this fucking film. Never mind. Yeah. So then I go. Sorry, guys. I'm going to go to the Bronx. (laughs) I know. Go to the Bronx. And I went to the Bronx and it wasn't much better, but the door was on the hinges. That's good. And uh, there was a lock missing, but it was four. It was like 400 a month for a one bedroom. Ooh. And, you know. And you lived all by yourself in a one bedroom? Uh, all by myself in a one bedroom. I had intended like maybe get a roommate or something, but just I needed to land. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I remember <laughs> two things happened. The dam moved in. Uh, I had a locksmith come in to put a lock because there was no lock in the actual door. Door was on the hinges, no lock. Mm-hmm. The guy gives me his card. And I go, what do people do at night here in the Bronx? And he's like, they stay in. And then he goes, here's my card and you might need it. Uh, look on the other side. And the other side, he, he worked at a funeral parlor. It was his, his, like his dual job. He was a locksmith. He worked at a funeral parlor. So uh, there was that. Okay, but now, wait, can I just stop you? I'm sorry. Yeah. Why would you need those services? Because here's the thing. If you, you're, it's just you. If he you got murdered, yeah. you wouldn't call, like you'd be dead. I don't think he did the... The math. He right. just thought of like this as a potential customer. Because yeah. I would have said, know. like, give this card to your friends. Give this card to your <laughs> yeah. loved ones. Well, right. I, I, didn't, I didn't have any, but he just said he was like, stay in. Stay in. It was 190th and Fordham Road. And uh uh what and, neighborhood uh, is that? Uh God, I don't near Grand Concourse. <laughs> okay. And, yeah, yeah. And I'm, Bronx. I'm I'm there and uh the night uh the first night I'm there, I'm like, what the f-? There was all this noise. It's Saturday night. It was all this noise. It was like, bang, 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 bang. It was all this noise. And I look out and went, um, <laughs> Sorry, do you see uh, here that's called music? <laughs> right. <laughs> ding um, dong, ding, 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 dong. Yeah. Like, like you know, when bang, 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 you know, it was yeah, just. You're actually making music with your mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, those are instruments. <laughs> yeah. thing, mm-hmm. I look out of the window. You uncultured fuck. <laughs> <laughs> there is a car on fire in front of the building. Like it's just, and people are just walking by it. People just walking yes. by this car on fire. And mu- that's where the music was coming from. The music was really loud. I don't know if someone set it on fire. You know, someone uh, walked by and kicked the car on fire. It was just like. The, that music the, is fire. <laughs> oh, it was just, it was so fun. I was like. Uh, I mean, this was like what I thought New York was going to be like, you know, just the yeah. cars on fire. I was living on top of a weed spot that was a Jamaican patty place. I'm like, this is, this is wonderful. <laughs> this yeah. Is, you know, this You're is- like, Ma, I made it. The car outside's on fire my first night. <laughs> yeah. I, I think everyone sees a car on fire at least once. If you've been here, like t- I've been here 12 years. Yeah. I've definitely seen a car on fire, but yeah, it's a rite of passage. I'll tell you when you're Italian and there's a car on fire, it's a very different situation. <laughs> Why? Because you lit the fire? Well, the yeah, because the thing is like, yeah, actually, uh, like, you know, the car didn't go on. Fi- I mean, we always say the car went on fire, mm-hmm. uh, but it's never like, oh, my God, the car's on. It's like, yeah, of course, the car's on fire. Yeah, I did that 20 minutes ago. Uh, I will tell you this because my father is no longer with us, but uh, my mother told me a story this week that, <laughs> yeah, here we are. Um, but you know, he's not here, so he can't get in trouble. My mom, uh, Uh her first, her first car 
uh, my father lit it on fire. That's so he beautiful. Lit it on fire. I want someone to light a car and on fire for me. Is that so much to fucking ask? Where are she, the gentlemen uh, in this He lit it anymore? on fire. Just He's like, oh, I thought you didn't want it anymore. <laughs> and she was like, oh, um, I did. That was my car. Like, he's like, no, no, it's fine. You'll get a better car. Um, and my mom told me this. So she said that she was hysterical crying because her car was gone forever. He lit it on fire. That's, but that's like, in a, that's a thing. And, and now I know that's a horrible crime. And, you know, we can't really. Oh, again, yeah. I can't even. What? That's a terrible. No, I mean, there's like a, re- this is not a good thing to do, guys listening. I've never oh, seen thank that happen. You for the update, <laughs> Tracy. Now, wait, hold on. I got to write this like on fire not a good thing to do but that is a thing that you do to your car when you're italian and maybe the lease is up maybe you can't afford to fix the dents maybe you don't maybe you need to get out of your lease early it kind that of is, sound like, like what does it sound like when a car's on fire is it ding ding ding, ding, ding? yeah it's like it's usually <laughs> um the stereos on you yeah. know during it <laughs> lighting a car on fire kind of seems like italians tactics for other problems too like emotional right and then problems. it's also right but it's also like a warning sign yeah a little Many. angel abacity too right Wasn't yeah that the the movie where she the, got her groove back yeah no. and walked away in slow no, motion not misery no it's what's movie. it's a different movie no the other one uh waiting to exhale yeah yeah yes yeah, yeah it's Take a little bit of a warning sign Lighting the car on fire is the extreme of keying the car. Yes. yes. It yeah. starts off with the keying. It's always a car. Why do I don't know. Italians really like car crimes. Do you just yeah. equate like somehow related to keying a car? Well, Lighting. first you key his car. When your boyfriend cheats on you, Hemda. There's a oh, first order of operations. The bases, like first base is keying, second base <laughs> is maybe like stealing the radio. No, you don't steal the radio. We're not criminals. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, pardon. Italians are criminals. Pardon. Stealing the radio. What am I going to do? I have 12 radios. What am I going to do with your radio? Oh my God, I'm so racist. I'm sorry. No, you key the car first, uh-huh. right? Then you threaten him at work. I heard, I'm just saying, like, this is, <laughs> I don't know if this is real. I just heard, I heard someone talking about it. And then event, yada, 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 you light his car on fire. Yeah, yeah. It sends okay. a message. I should Tracy, you Italian. must write a book at some point. Just a yeah. book. Just as a, a Canadian, book. as a Canadian, hearing any of this stuff, I'm like, I don't even, I can't even picture a world where I would do any of this. <laughs> I bump into someone, I'm like, oh my yeah, god. Yeah, no, same. I mean, I totally understand. I also, I'm just saying what I've heard from other sure, people. Sure. Also, uh, Andrea, <laughs> just so things aren't confusing, you are correct. You're thinking if there is ever a right <laughs> and wrong in life, we're going to be on the right. You can side call me. Right yeah. Oh, <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, anyway, DC. All right. So <laughs> there's a car on fire outside. You're eating a Jamaican pa- beef patty. You live on top of a weed spot. Life is good. Life is good. Yeah. It was in the Bronx. And that was my first apartment. And Roaches? Then, uh, yeah. But I mean, they, you know, I, they don't bother me. I've dealt okay. with them. You know, I know how to. I know what Why I mean. is that though? Why is it that that see? I am so bothered. I'm a New Yorker through and through, but if I see it, like I would, I would probably burn my house down. I'll tell you why. My first word was when I was a kid. My first word was buoy, buoy. When I was a kid, I was pointing to the roaches on the ceiling of our apartment. We lived in this shitty uh, little apartment in DC, mm. and I used to watch them run across, and I go buoy, buoy. And so you I'm them. Up with roaches. You I love just, them. You know, I I know you get rid of them. They come back. I've seen the different sizes. So now you just coexist. I, yeah. I get rid of them, but it's if I see them, I'm not shocked. You know, it's yeah. the Bronx. The, the car's on fire. There's some roaches. What language yeah. is buoy? 
It was my made up, you know, it was my kid. Oh, the, the kid, kid you know. Oh, and, and you, I'm sorry. He's counting it as his first word. It sounds ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know. It might, it might have been Yiddish. I don't know what it was. Okay. I don't know what it was. <laughs> but I don't know what Bowie is. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's, uh, so th- there was that apartment. Then I moved from that apartment. Uh, I wanted to get into the city. So I mo- I ended up. Uh, Meaning Manhattan in- proper. Right. Manhattan, yes. For those, right. I, I got to remember that the terminology is not universal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wanted to get out of the Bronx, uh, uh, upper uptown to the, uh, <laughs> upper the, uptown. The, uh, oh, I love uh, that. That's a real estate term right there. <laughs> yep. And, uh, and I, <laughs> I found a place, uh, uh, through the village voice. There was a guy who needed a roommate and it was across the street from the port authority in times square on top of uh, surplus oh, next to no. show world. Okay. Uh, and uh, that's a good location. That's great. It was a good, yeah, it was a good location, but you know, it, it had, there was all the, uh, uh, you know, all the hookers were fighting in the alley next to it. There was, yeah. like, uh, there was show world, which was a porn emporium. It was, emporium. You know, the, yeah. That's what they called it. You know, excuse me, Benny. Sorry. That's <laughs> yes, where all the ladies and gentlemen would go. Mm-hmm. They would frequent and, and court frequent. each other. Yeah. They mm-hmm. would yes. court each other services. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do remember there was a glory hole in the, in the, in the fence in the side. That's where you pass the dowry. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Okay, so what do you mean? Can you just back? I'm sorry. You need to back up. Obviously, <laughs> I know what a glory hole is, clearly. Uh, but And my roommate explained what it was. I'm like, why is there a hole in this fence? Okay. A fence by the um, uh, show world. Okay. Duct tape, silver duct tape around. Yeah, the obviously. Hole. I was like, it's what decorated. Is, what is yeah. that thing? I keep seeing people hanging out there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, I, and he explained what it was. The duct yeah. tape oh, keeps from so getting us. It's good because the duct tape, tape keeps from getting us. Yeah, it's no splinters. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Wait, yeah. I have a question. How wide was this hole? It was a pretty multifaceted hole. Like it accommodated, I'd say, all girths. Men like of if you all put and sizes. If you, Put your yeah. uh, pointer and your thumb together. Is that small? That's small, right? I'd yeah, say it was small. like it was about. Oh wow! Like Two it's the size together. of a womb. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. You know, it's it a birth pretty... canal. <laughs> <laughs> right. You couldn't miss. Um, so, do you, you pay, pay for this? For the glory hole? Yeah. No, I didn't. The free service. No, no, not you. But I'm saying people. Are people paying for I don't this? Know. Or is this a free service? I don't know about the transaction. I think it was a free. I think it was. According to my roommate, uh, <laughs> she wouldn't know anything. Yeah, was, no. you know, there was just some kind of. It was like a you know like an underground railroad. Sure. Of, yeah. of whatever went Dick on sucks. there. Yeah, uh, yeah. Dick sucks. and I think it had it had something to do with the Robin Bird show. There was like the there was a show called the Robin Bird show at the time. Do you guys remember that? No, no. What oh, is you that? Don't remember the Robin Bird show? That was a cable access show, and there was a, a ex porn star. Uh, this lady who looked like Barry Manilow named Robin Bird. Okay. And she would have male strippers mostly on the show. She had this song called Bang Your Box. And they would. I love this one. Well, this is great in New York history. I'm surprised. Uh, oh, it was Bang Your Box. And the guys always had like a rubber band on their dick to make it like longer. A I, cock I ring. Think. Yeah. Yeah. So they had those things and they would. Dance. You lived by the porn emporium and you didn't know the word for a cock ring. <laughs> I, to me, it was a rubber band. I just saw these guys with a rubber band because my roommate would watch this show. And you could order 
you could order these guys. You know, I'm sorry to interrupt, but yeah, you know yeah. how a lot of people go asking for a friend? Benny's answering for Yeah, friend. his roommate. <laughs> friend. My, my roommate, roommate. His name is Lenny. Let's Benitas. call him. Yeah. <laughs> see Benitas. Um, Lenny. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, so, so my, he would... Uh, He'd order you. You could basically order the services of the strippers. They would come oh. to your door. That's so it was really like a marketing. It was thing. a marketing thing. It was pre Craigslist, pre oh. all. So and what it, channel was this show on? It was like Manhattan Cable. It was like, oh nine. Manhattan Manhattan Neighborhood Manhattan Network. Network. Something like Manhattan Cable. Like if you Google Robin Bird show, or whatever it'll it'll pop up. Oh my god, I love this. So he that's how he explained because these guys would come to the apartment and he'd be like, "Why don't you go take a walk?" And, uh, uh, you know, they'd be like, are you, are you, uh, I'll have to make up a name. Are you Jim? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, I'm not Jim. That's, he called you. That's a guy in there. I'll go take a walk. And I I would go take a walk and they do their business. And, um, that was the, it was, it was just, (laughs) it was crazy, man. That was my baptism into New York. You know, how long was your walks? I would take a, I'd give it a half hour and then I'd come back and if I opened the door, it's like, now go away. Then I'd have to give it another half hour. But, uh, that's you're not nice a cock block. You. You're a great roommate. Yeah. I, hey, you know, I, I had to, you got to do what you got to do. We all got to get along, right? I, I often wonder with glory holes, do people ever like put their assholes up to it? You know what I mean? Like you're expecting it to just get a little lick. Yeah. Or do you ever put your pussy out there? You know what I mean? Like, well, it was wonder- big enough. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Pussy's I imagine all of it though. Yeah. I imagine all of it. It seems like the oral part would be the, really the, that would be the yeah. easiest. That's uh, the destination. You know? I kind of respect it for like the love of the game of just fucking and sucking. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm like, it's so pure. <laughs> it is. Right? Yeah. Oh. Andrea's like a car on fire. Oh my- yes. A dick in a hole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm following. <laughs> no, there's certain things I understand better yeah. than others. And that one I'm like, yeah, okay. I can respect yeah. that. Benny, we'll get to my expertise in a minute. We got <laughs> cars on fire. We got dick sucking. <laughs> when we get to weed and wearing the same clothes every day, yeah. <laughs> wake me up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> this is so real. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you're living by Port Authority, which is, I mean. Oh, oh the worst place. Port Authority was, is like. It was, this is in, it was just before it got all Disney-fied. It was in a prime of filth, you know, it was just filthy there. There was, you know, and I, I remember I had a friend come visit me and he was like a country dude and he got out of his car and he had no shoes on and he ran up to the apartment barefoot. I was like, dude, what, what the fuck are you Needles. doing? He's he a sidewalk. Where did he park? He just, he just <laughs> double parked right in front of Kaufman's and like hopped what? out. and was like, bang, 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 bang. you know, I'm like, dude, he's like, it's hee haw. He's got no There's shoes a soundtrack on. to your yeah. life, man. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of mouth music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I just never forgot that image of the bare feet on like the layers and layers of gum and everything. Is he whatever. still with us? Yeah, he is. He's he's impervious. He you know, it didn't penetrate. I think he had the callus or something. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Port Authority is nasty now. And oh, it, yeah. I, you you would describe it as Disney fight. I can't even imagine it's it's an ungodly place. What I kind of that, stuff that would whole you see? block. I mean like I said, there were always the hookers fighting in the alley, and there would and there was a there was a, a I don't know if you what the word is now with but it was like transvestite hookers. I don't know mm-hmm. what the word is now, transsexual mm-hmm. whatever hookers. There was a place called Lafleur that was okay. a, a, a transsexual nightclub. Right. There was a, there, I remember there was a midget that was the doorman little person a little person <laughs> uh, you know uh, <laughs> uh, 
um, that was the doorman and, and it was across the street and it was just like, it was such an overload for me to just see all this. And then, and, and, and it was the, he was the little person. And then those guys, you would go there and then they would go in the alley and turn tricks in the alley, which was by the glory. They wouldn't even use the glory hole. This was just, and that then was, there was no, alley. there was no guess, wall. It was our one window. Our one window looked to this alley, which <sighs> was to show world. And that's where, so you Honestly, like that sounds amazing. Night. Yeah, that's like you know. my dream. I love trash TV. I love yeah. reality TV. Like this that would, it. to be able to just open your window and just watch like hookers fighting. Yeah, that's great. Can I, can yeah. I ask what, what kind of fight? Was it pulling hair? Was it punches? Was it- um, What were they like, fighting over? It was Come dudes on, dressed as women, like throwing down. Like you, you know- you don't fuck with these guys. These guys were like, and, and not just dresses, you know, it was like cl- fighting and punching and clawing and hair pulling and shoe throwing. And, and do you think they were fighting over Johns? I don't know, but it was like, were every, turf wars. You didn't have to watch boxing on HBO or anything. You could just go look in the alley and there'd be some kind of brawl. There'd How, long does a, a in the alley. How long does a fight like that last? Not too long. They did, yeah. you know, they, 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 not too long. They were, they were kind of, you know, uh, a quick scrap. Someone went down. Someone went down pretty, pretty quick. And then what, they, they were just, loud. They just leave that person there. Yeah, that person usually would limp away. You know, with one heel broken, and you know, one of the and and uh, live to fight another day. And, okay, you know, would they would I, they I be name calling as this happens? Oh, like, there was all kinds of verbiage. There was all kinds of name calling. Verbiage. There's <laughs> all kinds of. Let's try to get DC to say some verbiage. <laughs> like, what did they say specifically, DC? <laughs> say it on recording. Oh God! I mean, this is like '90s. What was in the '90s word? We're good. We're the good. The word we bitch settled. was thrown around a lot. Ooh, oh, cancel the word bitch. Bitch was thrown around a lot. Benny, and, uh, believe it or not, you've said enough words. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we, we got it. I can't imagine how stressful that must have been because life can be stressful even under normal circumstances. 2020 has challenged even the most difficult times of life. You need stress relief that goes beyond quick fixes. That's Headspace. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy to use app. Headspace is one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace really can help you feel better. Overwhelmed? Headspace has a three-minute SOS meditation for you. Need some help falling asleep? Headspace has wind-down sessions their members swear by. And for parents, Headspace even has morning meditations you can do with your kids. Headspace's approach to mindfulness can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. I absolutely love using Headspace because it is so calming. You deserve to feel happier, and Headspace is meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash New York. That's headspace.com slash New York for a free one-month trial to access to Headspace full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash New York today. Okay, so how long do you live there? I was there for, God, I don't know, maybe a year. Maybe a year I was there. And then uh, and then I met my wife, and then I moved to, I moved in with her to Jersey City. Right. And then we moved from there to 
Gramercy. Together. So in Jersey City, how was her place? Her place was a regular place. It was place. nice and play. It was like yeah, normal. Yeah, it was normal. A, there were right. soft places to sit. It was clean. Oh, it's a woman's know. place. You're saying? Yeah, it was like a, 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 a you know, and uh, it was just. It was nice and mushy. Everything was clean and nice. Women and have pillows. I don't know yeah, if you know that. About us. We always have he pillows. slept in a bed at night. It was yeah. crazy. Oh, it was great. It was great. And then uh, we got out of there. We moved to uh, Gramercy. Check this out. So we got an apartment in this building called the Petersfield in Gramercy, right? Oh, you know it's fancy when it has like a a, a name of a person. And you well, last it. Name. it had yeah. a fancy lobby, but then the yeah. building itself was, you know, it was you know, it was pre-war but old school building. And uh, I had this Bosnian doorman that uh, he had been in some kind of war or something. But every time he'd see me, like, walk in, he'd be like, bang, you are dead. Right? And I was like, ah. <laughs> you know, right? This guy. <laughs> this guy. Man, I'd always see him be like, bang, you are dead. And then uh, he I killed started- people, DC, because he was reliving <laughs> his war trauma. It drove me crazy. It drove my wife crazy. Bang, you are dead. So I started doing. Uh, one day I did. I was like, uh, I was like, bang, you are dead. He's like, I, I'm not dead. He's like, it's Tuesday today. I have invisible shield. Bullet bounce off. Hit you. You are dead. You know. And uh, it was just this. Was this, it just uh, you though? Was it just you that he's he killing every day? Anybody else? He'd had a different thing with everybody, but me, it was bang, you are dead. What did he do to your wife? Uh, he didn't do anything with her. He didn't do... Sure. Yeah, I saw sure. Another one. That you know of. He didn't do <laughs> anything out loud. Uh-huh. I see you seen those soft pillows. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the best part of this. Here's the best part of this uh, uh, apartment is so we're there and we decide we're going to move. I think we're going to move to Brooklyn from there. I don't... And uh, uh, at the time... I think we wanted to get out of our lease, so we had to sublet. So doorbell rings. Tall, skinny English guy's there. He 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 says he wants to sublet for us. He's like, "Would you mind? Would you mind if I just take off my shoes because my foot is exactly a size twelve, and I'll I'll just walk across and it'll measure exactly the square footage." Oh, I do that all the time. Well, like, people in yeah, no, shoe no, no sizes problem. with you. No do you problem. know how many? Do you know how many apartments I've measured in Tracy Uggs? Really. Yes. Do you know that I can get you a tape measure for Christmas? Do you know that when you go to an apartment and you're just looking at real estate and you want to measure real quick, what you do is you measure with your feet. This is not a crazy thing. You measure with your foot, with your footsteps, and then you go home, you measure your foot, and you do the math. Okay. So he walked in without so He walks in. This guy's kind of like hippie this guy. looking. He's kind of hippie looking. He's a real nice guy, right? He looks kind of, you know, got long hair and like one of those frizzle things that come off the sleeves. Oh, a little uh, fringe. Yeah, fringe baby. Things, and he's yeah. Now and- we're in my corner. Hello. Okay. Yes. <laughs> this so is Hemda's part. Please take off your across. shoes. <laughs> Taking off his shoes. Mm-hmm. And my wife goes, that's Daniel Day-Lewis, right? And I'm like, nah, that's not Daniel Day-Lewis, right? The guy from the fucking last demo, he gets rid of She's like, that's Daniel Day-Lewis. I'm telling you. And he turns around. I'm like, God, it does look kind of like Daniel Day-Lewis. And uh, he's like, yes, I I think I'd love to take this apartment, right? And so we're like, great, great. So he's like, would you sell me the air conditioner? We're like, yeah, we'll sell you the air conditioner. He's like, could I write you a check? We're like, yeah, write the check. It's fucking Daniel Day-Lewis. I have a check (laughs) for like $200 of Daniel Day-Lewis, who took our apartment, and it became his little love nest. Uh, Shut up. Yeah. Hey, uh, Lewis, comma, Daniel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that was that apartment. Did your doorman ever shoot him? Uh, I'll have to. I, you, that's a good question. That's a good yeah. question. You know, we'll have to uh, revisit that. Investigate. So yeah, Daniel Day-Lewis can't afford a measuring tape. All right. 
No, well, I think he's Kendall, just a creative. It's you know, not about affording. Man. I can afford a measuring tape. Do you know who I am? <laughs> I know. I chose nice. to. It's so much easier. You don't need another person to to throw the tape across the room to. When you're measuring, obviously, like the real estate that I'm looking at is very, very grand. Mm-hmm. I don't have <laughs> a measuring tape that's that big. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but you do have, you know, 30 to 40 well, Tracy Ugg feet. Where are you measuring from? The taint or the asshole? The tip or the base? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> this is true. This is true. Oh my god, I'm sweating even more now. Were, DC, were you doing comedy throughout this whole thing when when you were uh, yes. like moving these apartments? Yes. And what and what was your wife doing? She is, was a clinical psychologist, so she okay. was. Uh, oh, she was lucked getting, out. Uh, she got her PhD at uh, Fairleigh Dickinson at this time, and she was beginning it. Oh, and she was working uh, up in the Bronx at uh, at a, a facility. <laughs> she was putting. She was fire. a fireman. She was a fireman in the Bronx. <laughs> she was just putting out car fires. That's so uh, amazing that she was working in that field. And I got to tell you, I also I've been going to therapy, and I've been using That's BetterHelp online counseling. It is so good. I know that you're very glad that I specifically am going. <laughs> I've been using BetterHelp Online Counseling and it is just so amazing because you can use it from anywhere. You can text, you can use video chat, you can talk on the phone and it's literally worldwide. So if you travel, you could do it from anywhere as well. There is a broad range of expertise available, which may not be local avail- locally available in many areas. Yeah. You could talk about depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, trauma. Hello, 2020, right. trauma, right? anybody trauma. else? Anything you share is confidential. It's convenient. It's professional. And in fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. I want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you will get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash New York. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash New York. I love it. I've been using BetterHelp during the core right. too. You got to Oh God. Twice a week. I am. I'm doing twice a week. I'm doing 20 thing. times a week. I don't every day. That's great. So I'm glad that you're at least your, um, your wife, she's buying her own pillows because she has a great career <laughs> a lot of pillows. because if it was up to comics now, I, I think that this has like a thing. Tell me if you think this is real, no matter how much money a comic has. And, and I would say more a male comic. Mm-hmm. Female comics don't get paid. I don't know if you know that. Well, that's true too. Yeah. We don't get we, the. We get paid in dick pics. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, and let me tell you, I've I've built an empire. Uh huh. Oh, I got the screenshots, baby. A dick pic fence around our. House. I live in a castle. I live in a castle. It is horrible, isn't it? Take some time. Think no, about it. Uh, it's true though. But no matter how, like a a male comic doesn't care or even i would just say men in entertainment like they just don't care how they live sometimes like you need a woman to just tell you like you need to wash your sheets yes yeah i had that i was look when i was living in in uh uh times square i had a a female friend visit and it just never dawned on me she's like you got a futon on the floor the watch my my clock on the wall is i put a nail on the wall and i just hung my watch there Right, and that was the clock. <laughs> and she's like, "You got a fucking <laughs> clock on the Easy, wall. You need a clock. Yeah, your watch. Your watch is hanging from the wall. It was just, I didn't, you know. I just wanted to crash somewhere to crash and do comedy that was pretty clean. I mean, I did do 
I did wash my sheets and stuff. I was, I was, but, uh, you know, maybe it could have been been less. We get it. You're better than us. Uh, I do feel like that's more how I lived. I'm like, okay, this is a shoebox, but I'm just going to throw my bag in here and just be out. I just want to be in New York. I just wanted to be in New York. I was, I was like, that's all that mattered to me. I didn't care where it was. I survived you know, the, the Harlem shoe guy and the, and the, and the Bronx fire car and, and whatever. And here I was in Times Square with the glory hole. I'm, I'm like, I'm fine. this is all material. This is yeah. all will be, you know, this is all it's feeding the creativity. So, so I feel like you yeah. had your, this is only like only New York moment right away, but did you have more throughout your stay? Oh. Is that why you ran away to Long Island? You know, <laughs> uh, I, we moved out here. I have a I have a parking story about about a vendetta with I was going to tell you guys another story but yeah tell us talk about this parking thing mm-hmm. here we go okay this isn't why I moved along we just happened to move here because my wife opened her business out here and I love it out here and then I'll I'll go back and forth I'll figure it out when it had nothing to do with the COVID or anything we mm-hmm. just I'm just helping her with her business and then I'll figure out the comedy you know. Thirty-two years, I could take a little time. Yeah, we yeah. can all take a breather. We don't need to give ourselves yeah. black eyes on roofs. But uh. here's here's my old neighbor. So here's the neighborhood we moved from, uh, old school Italian neighborhood. Um, and I got into what neighborhood were you? This is in Brooklyn. This is in Brooklyn. I got into a seven-year vendetta with this. What, which neighborhood exactly? Uh, Carol Gardens. Like, Carol Gardens. Gardens. Okay. I didn't know that Carol Gardens was an Italian. Oh neighborhood. yeah. Oh yeah. Well now it's changed. Now it's right. like, you know, all the, all the people from the city moved in with this school. They have a school there that all the kids like Beyonce's kid and everybody's kids got to be in this school. I don't know. Yeah. It was a French, I don't know. What the fuck it is. But, um, <laughs> so before that it was these, you know, it's old school Italians in the neighborhood and there's a parking thing. There was one guy that I got into it with and we got into this vendetta, this war which mm-hmm. it lasted years, right? So here's the story. So uh, this guy would take four parking spaces. Uh, he <laughs> had three cars that he obsessively had to park in front of his house mm-hmm. and he put cones in between them yep. and mm-hmm. they would stretch out to four spaces and it, and it was no parking in that neighborhood, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it was maddening to see it every time. So I'm a Scorpio. I'm very vindictive. <laughs> if there was ever... If I ever saw one of his spaces open, I would move. Did your wife? Did your wife space. tell you that? Like, well, you're a Scorpio, vindictive. She's anyway. a Scorpio too. So oh. <laughs> clinically vindictive. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah. So you saw this. So I, anytime I would see his space open, one of the spaces open, I'd park my car in there, and he would do shit to my car. So the you first got time, balls, dude. I came back. There was a hard-boiled egg put mm-hmm. in the exhaust. Right <gasps> of the car. I didn't like, put that on the list, but that is on the list. Listen to this list of shit that that happened. Okay? How did you find it? Because I, I started the car and it's it was making this. It was like is like the exhaust wasn't That's coming music. out right. Yeah, and uh, I looked back there and there was something in there, like and the exhaust was coming back into the car. Uh-huh. So uh, I find this egg. So I'm like, okay. Okay, if it's going to be like that. Um, so I waited till it got really hot and he would crack the windows of one of his cars and I got a big bag of glitter from Michael's and I filled up his car with glitter. Right? You glitter bombed him? I glitter you bombed bitch. his entire car. And this guy, this guy, I know he cleaned it out because he had sprinkles all over his face for like weeks, you know? It's like a stripper. <laughs> and oh, every time I, I see him, yeah, I drive by and I'm so like, bap, bap, bling, bling, and I drive off, right? <laughs> so a little time goes by. I park in this space again. 
The story's epic. I park in the space again. <laughs> I come back, the gas uh, cap, uh, uh, the <gasps> flap is open, the cap is missing. There's an empty bag of Domino sugar duct tape. Oh my God. So I'm like, this guy put sugar in my gas tank. So I take the car, I roll it in the neutral to the gas station. I have the guys look. They're like, no, there's no sugar actually in there, but it seems like what you had said before, somebody's trying to send you a message. So like, yes. what is this Sicily in 1822? Like, what? So I'm like, okay. All right, it's going to be like that. So wait till it gets cold. I mean, after yeah. the glitter, you deserve this. Oh, you know well, what I mean? Listen, it, it's on now. So yeah. I wait till it gets cold. I take his cones. I get them wet on the bottom. I stick them on the top of the car. And they freeze there like sirens. So each car has sirens. And I come by while he's trying to break one off, right? And I'm like, <laughs> and then I drive off, right? So little time goes by. Little time goes by, right? <laughs> it gets better, though. It gets better. <laughs> <laughs> alternate side parking gets suspended for a week and I see one of the spaces and I leave it there for a week, right? Leave it there for a week. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I just take the train out of spite. I just don't even, do <laughs> you change your whole entire life just to leave yeah. it there for a week. So I come back at the end of the week, there are eight slices of bologna on the hood of the car, right? Which oh, I know. Like I know this one. Innoc- yeah. People don't know this, but if you leave bologna on for more than three and a half days, it adheres to the paint. So when you peel it off, it leaves a circle where it's taking the paint away. So uh-huh. I'm peeling it off and he's yelling out of the window like these old World War II insults. He's like, send a salami to your boy in the <laughs> army, right? Like, motherfucker. Right? Bang, you're dead. <laughs> so I'm livid. And my wife's like, that guy's crazy. Just, just let it be. Like, you're crazy, though. You're crazy, <laughs> yeah, though. You know that, be. right? I am too. Yeah. So... So let it be. So I'm, but I'm thinking about this. I'm thinking about this, <laughs> you know, this thing the whole time. So it's Christmas and uh, we live across the street from this church and the church puts out a giant nativity scene every year that somebody life size that somebody oh, no. made. Somebody made this. I feel like a baby's going to die. Yeah. Everybody, everybody in it looks like Joe Pesci. It's hilarious. So it's like two days after Christmas is a knock on the door. It's two guys, two detectives from the hate crime division. They badge me. They're like, did you notice any untoward activities in the vicinity or whatever? Like, I don't understand. Did you witness any individuals who may not have meshed with the neighborhood at large? I understand. And, and, and they're like, one guy's like some, some scumbag. Stole the baby Jesus, right? And in the in the nativity scenes, the empty little basket, right? So he goes, "You hear anything?" He's like, "We're gonna fucking bust this cock or whatever." You hear anything? You give me a call. And he gives me the card. So I'm like, "All right." They're doing this instead of you know not killing black people, okay? I mean, they're just so obsessed with it. It's yeah. such a huge crime to do that, right? So it's baby like, Jesus, yeah, baby Jesus, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think about it. I don't think Jesus, about Joseph, it. and Mary. You know, yeah. yeah. So it's like a couple nights later. I'm taking the trash out on the side of the building. Trash can's kind of heavy. I look in this trash can. It's dark. There's this wooden thing in there. I bring it in. My wife's like, that's the baby Jesus from the church. Somebody probably stuck it in there. And we're the only two people in the neighborhood who don't go to the church. So she's like, you got to return that. I'm like, I don't want to return it because it's going to look, it's going to be incriminating. Yeah, blood on your hands. You know, it's, and I'm like, let me think about how I'm going to do this. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. So by midnight, I got the baby Jesus and I put it on the dude's car. Right. And I have it holding a tomato. He's got this tomato patch in front of his house. <laughs> and I, I call the hate crime division. I'm like, yeah, I think I seen this Jesus you guys were looking for. And I give him the address. Right. They come in. They see his car with the baby Jesus or whatever. They tow his fucking car. OK. Yes. As some kind of evidence. So they tow his car. He's in Florida. He's got no idea. He's in Florida. So he comes back. I'm waiting when he gets back. 
He's looking around. I drive around the corner and, and I'm like, bap, bap, honk if you love Jesus, right? And I drive off and he finds out what happens. You know, he found out what happened and everything. And, you know, about a week later. Was he charged with a hate crime? Do you know? No, he, okay. no, I don't think anything happened. And he's he still in jail. Car, he, had to pay for the, he had to pay for the car in the lot or whatever. But yeah, about a week later, uh, I come to my car. It's been keyed. The windshield is busted. The antenna's broken off. I got yeah. flat tires. I'm like, this fucking guy. My wife's like, listen, he's out of his mind. Yeah. This is yeah. what happens. You fuck with this guy. Let it be. Let it be. So, yeah. so again, I let it be. Here's the mm-hmm. end of the story. I let it be, but I can't, I can't let it go. It's like, I, I want revenge, you know? So Scorpio. Was, it was, you know, this is about a year ago while I'm there. Uh, the dude dies and I, you know, I had nothing to do with it. It just happened. Did you kill him? <laughs> it just happened. Oh nothing my God. I can't it, let it go. This so is actually I buried a, him alive. This is a true crime podcast. This is a true crime podcast. So I'm not going to admit to any of this, but the dude dies. I had nothing to do with it, obviously. Uh, and, and, you know, but as a human life or whatever. So I see his wife and I'm like, let me, let me just pay my respect. You know? Yeah. You have a relationship oh, with this guy. You know, he wants to so hear said, from you. Okay. I, so I see the wife and I said, listen, I just want to, uh, you know, say, give some condolences for Anthony's, uh, Anthony. timely demise. That was also my and, father's name. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of Anthony's in the name. Anthony's untimely demise. I'm like, hopefully he's now in a better place, you know, with more abundant parking. And, uh, <laughs> And we had we had this moment together, and she's like, you know, you're the only one in the neighborhood who said anything. You're the only one. She goes, really? she goes, you know, everybody hated him. She goes, she goes, people don't realize this. Anthony was very sick for the last five years. That's why he acted the way he did. And yeah. she goes, really, there was only there was only one thing that kept him going. And I said, well, what was that? She's like, he hated you. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's my parking story. <laughs> that is such a true you brought, bond. Yeah. You brought so much joy to, person. Yeah. to this guy's, like, you got, see, now, the, the thing is, like, I feel like it didn't even really get violent. No. No. It, uh, it, the last he, one. The last he one. He had gotten violent with other, there were other people, because it wasn't just me. Everybody truly did not like this guy, and he yeah. had sectioned off this personal piece of parking real estate in front of his house so anybody right. that you know he just would go to war and threaten to shoot people there was a whole lot oh my of, god and he just loved know. you though but he like did he hate you or did he oh, love he hated you he, he but he, loved i think he loved me. you he yeah loved, he loved hating me. it kept yeah. him going the doctors probably gave him like a week to live and you kept him going for five extra years you could have yeah. had four parking spots if you just calmed did down she, now did she leave you the parking spots that's no 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 one got those you <laughs> and know. you never parked there ever again no i parked there you know i was like well now i you know there was nobody to no more cones he set oh. up his grave and that she, he got he got buried with his cone fucking park here now <laughs> they it's buried like, him with his cone in the tomato garden yeah in the tomato garden oh my god that's see that's very italian <laughs> i uh i parked in front of a neighbor's house this is a few years ago and i it was just in front of their house but people in new york city get very territorial about yeah, their yeah. obviously about their parking and what they did was they took my windshield wipers off they kept them wow. i don't know and then they took wow. dog shit and they smeared it underneath each the door handle. handle. Yeah. See, now, the thing huh. is, they don't know who they're fucking with because yeah. I have OCD and I have 
lots of wet wipes on me all the time. I saw yeah. the dog shit from down the block. Wow. I cleaned every single door handle. I was like, this is no problem at all. I cleaned every single door handle. I saw, I, I was like, you know what? I need a new windshield wiper. So anyway, $25 later, I got brand new windshield wipers, but this is what people do. Yeah. Is it retribution? Did you, did you? I, I, so this is a guy who has a sign in front of his house. Um, oh, I that, love when they had the sign. You know the sign. And it yeah. says, um, you know, gun hold, gun owner lives here. We don't if call the cops and then shoot, like a picture yeah. of a gun. We shoot yeah. first and question later. Yeah. And I, I rang the bell because that's who I am. And his wife came to the door and I was like, you're a piece of shit. I was like, you took your sh- a Scorpio too. She was like, uh, no, it wasn't us. I was like, it was as the dogs are barking in the backyard. Uh-huh. <laughs> like little, they have like little Yorkies. I was like, I tasted the shit. I know it's your do-. no, uh, but yeah, I just screamed at her, and uh, then I would just wave to them all the time when they were outside. I'd be like, hi, how are you? Yeah. Um, you know, the cops don't care about those things. They're like, oh yeah, oh someone put dog shit on your car. Oh no, they took your windshield. They don't care about it. Yeah. Did they a- steal a baby Jesus? That's yeah, yeah. What now. That that's is something that happens more often than you think, though. Baby Jesus is a hot commodity. It's got, it had been stolen it. before. Yeah. And, you know, it's every church. It, yeah, it's it's it had been stolen. They had just put the new one. It was just a brand new baby yeah. Jesus. You know when are they going to learn? It's, prob- it's probably the Jews. Yeah, they have I had it out for so. baby Jesus for like millennia. They're not going to steal one of their own. <laughs> no, but I'm like he crossed over. That, he literally crossed over. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, my God. So dogs are like, oh, my God, that's a whole big thing. What happened to you? I heard there was a story about you with a dog. Me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you. Yeah. Oh, I'm. Sp- oh, I, I had done the parking one, so I thought that no, that was. No, we were off the hook. Can't tell us about a fucking poodle and then walk uh, away clean. All right. Uh, well, this is my New York story. This is I had. I was living in uh, Times Square. I'll try and shorten this one. And and uh, <laughs> uh, my roommate was this stylist, and he would you know like a fashion stylist, and he would I you know I was trying to hustle for money and be like, okay, I got a gig for you. And it was always, the, it would be the worst gigs. They'd be like awful. Yeah, you know? I worked in fashion for five years. It's Ugh. a nightmare. Yeah. So he's like, yeah. I need you to bring this dog to the <laughs> Plaza Hotel for the shoot. And uh, I need you to, I need you to bring this dog and I'll give you like $75 and pay the cab fare or whatever. Uh, you have to go pick it up in, in the West Village, take a cab Obviously, yeah. up to, yeah. uh, what do you call it? The, the, the plaza. So I'm like, okay, whatever. And um, so I get to this apartment in West Village. This dude comes to the door with no shirt on, big Marilyn Monroe tattoo. And West like, Village has the best dogs, by the way. Yeah, well, this is. dog, I've, I've never seen anything. He's like, he's like, he brings the dog out and he's, he's like, uh, DC, he's like, this is scrumptious, scrumptious, this is DC, <laughs> right? And, he, and the dog's a uh, giant a poodle that's dyed blue, like Smurf blue, right? And this guy's oh. apartment, everything's blue. It's like you walked into- Oh, the, I love like this. The, uh, the, the couch is blue, the TV's blue, the, everything's blue. <laughs> so uh, he's like, don't get him wet because he runs, you know, <laughs> all these- Was he like videos. a gremlin? Yeah, don't feed him past the, midnight. The blue would come off, the blue would come off or whatever. So, I mean, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to remember this. So I'm like, okay, he got all these instructions and he goes, if he doesn't listen, wiggle this bag. And I had a bag 
give him one of these treats and go, scrumptious, scrumptious. And it was this bag and it said like in rhinestone, scrumptious on it and go scrumptious. And then give him these, these treats. He's like, he's a, he's a vegetarian or a vegan or some other shit too. So I'd like he, was he paleo too? I got it. No. And it was just like, so it's like vegan treats in this bag. Right. So at the time, you know, I was broken, whatever. And I used to eat a lot of Slim Jims. I used to, but that would be a snack. I'd have a Slim Jim in my pocket all the time. So I'm in the back of the, I get a cab. We get to, and the dog won't stop humping me. That's the other thing. The dog will not stop humping me. Were you looking and scrumptious? I mean, I, I don't know what it was. His I don't leg know. was all blue. Yeah. It was my liver snap cologne. I don't know what it was. My liver slap, snap. He's a vegan. Trip. Stop it. <laughs> so the dog's humping me in the car, and I'm trying to get him off of me. And the cab driver's like, "Get a room, you two. And he keeps you're you know, hooking up like, in the yeah, cab. Yeah. I get like, it. No means no. You know, whatever. <laughs> and uh, I I, uh, I I hold up one of the Slim Jims and just because uh, uh, I tried the scrumptious thing with the bag, it didn't work. Hold up one of the Slim Jims. Dog snatches it out of my hand. I wasn't even really going to give it to him. It just swallows it whole, swallows the thing whole. <gasps> so we get up to the... <laughs> with the plastic or without the plastic? With the plastic. Oh. Okay. So we get up to the Plaza Hotel, right? And, uh, and the dog has these little Timberland boots on. That's the other thing. They're like, he's got... It's just, I felt- That's it, how he measures apartments. He uh, walks around yeah. in scrumptious suits. <laughs> good call back. <laughs> I got, so I got the dog with the Timberland boots. Uh, I'm standing there <laughs> I'm with sorry. him. And my roommate's supposed to meet us and he's nowhere to be found. And, and there's a PETA demonstration, right? Right up around there. And they see, oh, no. see me with this dog that's blue and the boots and everything. This lady comes over, starts yelling at me. Like, how would you like it? <laughs> you, someone dyes your hair blue. I'm like, lady, your hair is blue. The dog's blue. I mean, what's the difference? <laughs> you know, and, and all of a sudden the dog takes off, starts running <gasps> to Central Park. So I'm chasing him. I got the bag. Like, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> fucking totally ignoring me. Right. His, uh, and, uh, this dog's been trying to get out. You're his way out. I'm chasing him. I'm chasing this dog. I get him. He he goes to some pond or whatever. I don't know what. There's some body of water. He gets. He comes out. I get him out. He's half of the blue's gone. Like so now it's all gray. He's he looks like a Civil War battlefield, right? So now I'm walking back. I get a ticket from a cop for having the dog off leash, even though technically he was on a leash. I wasn't holding it. I bring the dog. I'll never forget this. I'll never forget this, right? I'm, I, I bring the dog back. I see my roommate, and my roommate's like, oh, my God! Oh, my God, what happened? He's like, what happened to him, right? And and the dog's humping my leg, right? He's humping my leg. He ha- the gray part and the blue. He's like, oh, my God, what happened to him? He's like, where are his Timberlands, right? And I'm like, I don't know where they are. And I mean, you as, fucked up, DC. This is goes, so big. everything wrong. And he goes, everything. and what is that and I look down and out of the dog's asshole, half of the Slim Jim is sticking out. And it's and so he's like, well, take it out of there. So I'm pulling on the Slim Jim <laughs> and trying to pull it out of this dog's asshole, but it's like locked on the Slim Jim. And Donald Trump walks out of the plaza. No. Says, love the pooch and gets in a limo, <laughs> drives off. And this is my first fucking month in New York. Okay, that's my first month in New York. Oh so that's the- that's How are you not gonna tell us that story? Oh my God. We had the other one. I thought oh. that would be enough. Oh. <laughs> I, I thought never, it would be enough too, but no, we were I was, I was wrong. wrong. Tracy I was, was wrong. right. I'm so glad I forced that story out of you. Oh my God. Oh my Just God. Like Slim Jim. Oh, yeah. out of that dog's asshole. There's moments, there's moments as a comedian or someone in New York City where you're like, what am I doing with my life? Yeah. You know what that I mean? That would be one of them. Yeah. Oh, that was <laughs> the best. Oh my God. Thank well, you. 
I have I have been taken on such a wild ride today. Thank you so yeah, much for being here. Tell us what you're you're fantastic. You're amazing. Tell us what you've been working on. What uh, where could everyone find you? Tell us about your special. Okay, yeah, tell okay. us about your special. So and tell us about yeah. Tell us about the gigs you've been getting. Here's the stuff. Well, right now is it's obviously a different time than when this uh, airs, right? <laughs> so da 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 da. People can go to at the real DC Benny on Instagram, and I post mm-hmm. stuff on there. Nice. Okay. okay. I just posted a, a a true crime story, uh, not a true a crime fiction story that I wrote in the. In Does a, this have to do with Anthony and parking? No, it has to do. It's a, but it's a Brooklyn story. It's a Brooklyn okay. story. It's <laughs> in a, a mystery Tribune that came out today. Um, I got a, a what do you call an album coming out in September, a special coming out in October called uh, uh, "Adrift in Predicaments." Amazing. And, uh, and then. Um, supermarket sweep on ABC primetime. Uh, I will, uh, I'm, Leslie Jones called me up, you know, all these people I know who have come up with all these years and now no one reaches a, no one puts gives a helping hand. Not a one of these guys, not a one of these guys that I know. Leslie Jones calls me up and says, uh, Hey, uh, you want to do some shit on uh, supermarket sweep? I don't know what will, but we want, I want you on there. And, oh. uh, and and uh, so you know, I just went out to LA and did two weeks filming this thing. So what are, what are you doing on Supermarket Sweep? Supermarket Sweep is one of my favorite shows, like from the original, the original original. Well, she's obsessed with it, and so she's hosting it. They're doing a reboot. She's hosting yes. it. It's a big game show where you run around the supermarket. It's fun. They've added all these new elements, and I am. Uh, she she goes to me when I got there. She's like, "You're Manny from Scarface." And uh, you're working as at the as at the cashier as a cashier, and you got to pop your collar like it's the '80s the whole time. So I'm oh, like, I okay. So I'm I'm basically Manny from Scarface with a pop collar, and I tabulate the people's scores at the end, and I I have like a little dialogue with some innuendos in it. Oh yeah, my god, I am so <laughs> into this. I've been so super into <laughs> the old ones just came on Amazon Prime and I've been binging them and it's just such a beautiful show. And when I heard about the reboot, I mean everyone that I knew was screenshotting the the articles about the reboot and sending them to me cuz this she, has been she crushes it. She oh, I love Leslie. It. And the, the the contestants they have, I mean they got the, the people they get, the and, and it's for, uh, you win a hundred grand. Now it used to be seven grand. Yeah. You win a hundred grand on this thing. So it's, uh, this I'm is going to be the biggest person, show. But it's really, it's, it's cool. It's really cool. So. No, this is going to be, be the biggest. It'll be on our Facebook group so we can talk about this. Yes. And yeah. a lot of references that happen in the show that people then post pictures about articles about, and we all have this information. So we have to watch this sort of together and comment. Yes, absolutely. So guys, make sure you go to Facebook only in New York podcast uh, and join our group and we will discuss all of this. And you can also find everything about the podcast at onlyinnewyorkpod.com. And we have different experiences that you could uh, be involved in. You could get a shout out on the show. You could have a virtual brunch with all of our hosts. Oh my God. Uh, And we also have holographic stickers for sale. So guys, make sure that you check that out. You can listen to my other podcast, at 90 Day Podcast. That's 90 Day Fiance Trash Talk and Teen Mom Trash Talk because I am a classy broad. Uh, make sure you're watching those and you can follow me at Trixie Tuzini on Instagram and Twitter. Hemda, what do you have going on? 
I have the Keith and the Girl podcast. We've been going since 2005. So catch that uh, anywhere podcasts are under Keith and the Girl. You can go to keithandthegirl.com everywhere on social media. It's all Keith and the Girl. Amazing. Andrea, what's going on with you? Follow me on Instagram at andreacomedy69. It is a plethora of experiences. You guys are going to love it. Uh, and check out my other podcast, The Hot Mess Comedy Hour. It's a blast, um, you know, every week. And, uh, you know, check out, check out onlynewyorkpod.com and go on the Facebook group. I post weird shit there all the time. I love it's it. So fun. I love talking to you guys. Mm-hmm. Andrea, what else do you have to say about that? Balls. <laughs> sauce. <laughs>